0: Previously on X Men. X-Men, X-Men,
1: Welcome, dear listeners, to a realm where ordinary becomes extraordinary, where the misunderstood become heroes, and where unity conquers adversity. This is the world of mutants, the world of the X Men. Join us as we delve deep into the stories that have captured the hearts and minds of generations. From the gripping battles of the animated series to the live-action films, this is Exposition, an X-Men podcast. Excelsior!
2: Welcome
3: to Exposition, an X-Men podcast. My name is Jennifer Smith, and I am your co-host, Kim Capel. How are you?
0: Wow! Thank you, Jenny. I am doing awesome. Uh, We got a full house tonight. We do. Uh, packed, stacked episode with a lot to get into. So, who have we got uh, on the panel here with us?
3: Well, we have our buddies, uh, Debit Logan, Logan Croslin. How are you?
0: I'm
2: doing particularly great tonight because I get to talk to you guys. So, I'm happy to be here. That's
3: true. And sweet. All right. um, We yeah. <laughs> got. We got. Otherwise known as Dark Feasty and Biclops, uh, Remy LaDouche. <laughs> How are you, Keith?
1: Hey, je m'appelle. I'm doing wonderful, mon ami. I'm so excited to talk to you guys, uh, as as well as Logan, too. So.
3: Oh, okay. Him, too. Yeah. Good.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: yeah, I'm sorry. glad to see y'all will <laughs> be talking to each other during okay. this episode. All right.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely
3: um and then of course not to be confused with any other characters on tv uh matlock matt Sousa. how are you matt uh,
4: of course i certainly uh thought that nickname through and uh certainly uh, th- i thought about it long and hard as i often do with most things uh great great to be here great to be back i don't think i've been on since the first episode so it's a long time coming great to be here i'm looking forward to talking about uh the x-men
3: yay me too um tim <laughs> What are we talking about? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, speaking of long and hard, we've uh-huh. uh, just got one episode that we're going to be talking about here, but it is our horniest episode to date oh, wow. of this series. <laughs> it is episode wow. five of season one. It's called Captive Hearts, appropriately enough. Uh, so, yeah, it's, you might be wondering, why are we back to just one after doing uh, two episodes in our last go round? It's... You know, we're just going to rotate like that sometimes. It's just how how the cookie crumbles. Um, basically, I just felt like um, the episode after this paired better with, with uh, the subsequent episode of the show, just based on what's going on, some subplots, some themes mm-hmm. in there. And this just has a lot to unpack. So I felt like uh, it will not get shortchanged here. It was uh, it was too
4: ho- it was too hot of an episode. We all needed a break after. It's watching too hot
0: to handle. There's too yeah. many characters, so we we uh, we just got to get into it here. So... Too hot to
1: handle. And... Too cold. To hold. <laughs> too cold uh-huh.
0: and, our, and our
3: next episode will be uh, the first movie, so that'll be sort of. Um, well,
0: yes, our our next episode, our next movie. outing will uh, will be a special uh, looking oh. at the first X Men movie. So a little bit of a. Departure before we get back into series coverage of the animated series. So yeah, that's what we're up against. Uh which the the first X-Men movie you guys I've noticed is newly streaming to Disney Plus now.
3: Yes, oh, I noticed right. that as well.
0: Wow. Should Very be convenient. Easy yeah. Should be easy Along with the
3: incredible pole farm on Disney Plus. Pole so. Farm. I'm I sorry.
2: Ho- I'm hoping that's pole farm. okay. <laughs> Um, pole
4: farm. <laughs>
3: wow. I'm hoping I that's more wholesome than the way I read it.
0: But. Hmm. Right. Well, again, this episode is going to be a bit of a pole farm. They have <laughs> weird names.
4: They have weird names for brothels nowadays. I'll tell you. <laughs> so
0: let's not beat around the bush here. All hey. right. So, pick would,
1: would that be Rogues Bush or or? Hmm. Hey. I'll beat
3: around hey. Rogues Bush. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <Hey. Hey. laughs>
0: Mike, that's, that's dangerous. Mike, uh, all right That is dangerous, We open right. <laughs> with Professor X putting the X-Men through their paces in the danger room in light of these recent threats to their survival. Of course, that includes Magneto, Sabertooth, and the Sentinels. Uh, but when faced with a simulation in said danger room of the walls and ceiling closing in, Storm is triggered by and flashes back to her childhood trauma of Mm. nearly being buried alive. Now, we saw this hinted at uh, in the last episode of the series during her battle with Magneto. She was buried under a pile of bricks and sort of wigged out, um, and it's happening here again in the danger room. So as her powers are just raging out of control, her teammates get swept up into this massive cyclone, She exhausts herself eventually, and the combat exercise is terminated. Storm then tells Professor X that her claustrophobia is too much of a liability, and she no longer wants the burden of X-Men co-leadership as a consequence of it, Uh, but Professor X is not so quick to relieve her of her duty, saying, you know, when push comes to shove, it, it might not be up to you um whether you you can choose to lead or not so we kind of put a pin in that absent from all this excitement was wolverine who is convalescing in his room uh his dorm room I guess do these these uh these adults have dorm rooms here at Xavier school I guess they do <laughs> uh we see him doing some uh some karate <laughs> He's all bandaged up after getting sliced and diced by Sabretooth again in our last outing. So um, he is cautioned by Jean, who is dressed to the nines, by the way. Mm. Um, looks like she's, she's uh, got a hot date. Uh, but she tells Wolverine, you know, you got to take it easy. Um, you can't overexert yourself. Feel like he might be putting on a little bit. I mean, this is a guy with a healing factor. How long has it been I, since I mm-hmm.
3: gonna ask that? And yeah, I was like, <clears throat> Is he faking it so he could stay near Gene?
0: Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. seems like she
3: would call him on that because she can read minds and whatnot.
0: Right. Uh, she would feel like you would, if anyone would know if he was malingering, it would be a telepath, right?
3: Yeah. Uh, then I was starting questioning myself about ex, um, about Wolverine's actual healing factor and yeah. the time frame, and then
0: yep. uh, then it got
3: um sort of mixed up with the movie, which is look, he takes a bullet to the brain, um, exactly. And then, mm-hmm. So She's I'm like, like
0: an instant instant right. healing ability, and we forget that there was a time. In X Men lore, when Wolverine was not quite so OP, he uh, right yes he had this healing factor, but it wasn't like instantly heal from any damage kind of thing. It was Mm. yeah much much faster, much more efficient than the way ordinary people would heal from injuries, but it still was not instantaneous. So uh, yeah, it it kind of especially in the early nineties, they that's one of those things that like a lot of popular characters, Wolverine would be subject to this power creep where it just, it goes totally crazy in, in subsequent years. But um, I don't know, maybe we'll give him a pass here. Mm. He does uh, falter in the process of doing his exercises, calls out for, for Jean, and uh, she uh, she goes to his side to comfort him after he, you know, over overdoes it. And uh, she tells him, that uh, Cyclops is waiting for me. Mm-hmm. And he, he gives her a long look, just gazes into her eyes, and replies, so am I. Ah, so Very hot. hot super mm-hmm. hot.
3: And he's taped up like DDP. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That scene, so. <laughs> he's all taped up. Yeah. yeah, it's a great scene.
0: So, I mean, this is really the show's first hinting at or establishing that wolverine has got the hots for gene like this right. has mm-hmm. not come up in any this is our fifth episode this has not come up previously i mean we haven't seen a whole lot of gene um, right <laughs> it's, it's kind of a lot that we even had her in that danger room sequence earlier in the episode um, I that too. since she has not been involved in any sort of like combat situations so um this is progress this is growth for the character she doesn't but, do shit
3: um, really in the danger room, honestly. I,
0: not I really. But does
3: I don't know. I, I feel like.
0: <laughs> I think <laughs> you're a frustrated Gene fan, perhaps. Maybe.
1: Maybe. It, um, you know why I think it is? Is because it's just, especially in the cartoon version, like her power sets kind of weird yeah, up until yeah, she becomes like the Phoenix. Mm. And I feel like it's like that's where they're going, is, it's almost like they're driving towards. I mean, I know it's not yet. It's not for, I think, what, season two or season three is the Phoenix. But it's like, that's really like her defining storyline arc almost, you know? And I guess teasing the love triangle between her and and Scott and Logan is basically the only other thing that she's got going for her. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just, and that's coming from somebody who's read the comic. Like, I never really loved Jean Grey all that much. Um, because I always felt that like her power set was just weird. Like they already have a telepath and did they really need a telekinetic person? I feel like other people get telekinetic powers. It's like, so what does Jean really bring into the table? You know?
0: (coughs) Well, it's like at first she, professor X was the telepath. Jean was the telekinetic. So it's sort of like, okay, you covered all your bases there between, Yeah. Two of them. But then when they gave her telepathy as well, it's sort of like, uh, is she kind of like their most powerful member now? And for the most part, um, she had been portrayed as, you know, pretty powerful in the comics, even, you know, pre Phoenix. But in this series, it seems like, yeah, she should be one of the heavy hitters, like up there with Storm. Um, and yet she is so easily sidelined. It's like, it, like, this series kind of does her a, a, a disservice, I feel like, in a lot of ways, outside of the Phoenix stuff, which is uh, some yeah. ways to come.
1: I, I almost feel like the better replacement, and I hate to say that, but, like, the better replacement for her is Rogue. Because, like, Rogue oh, yeah. Rogue, <laughs> Rogue adapts and can adapt to everybody. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. That's how I feel. And
0: honestly, a lot. I've found that a lot of this series—I mean, we haven't seen much of it yet—is going to consist of like Gene trying to do something,
1: <laughs> failing, complaining,
0: <miserable>. <laughs> complaining, <laughs> failing, passing out, and then Rogue rushing to the rescue. Going, right, and then Rogue it. just and Rogue
1: just making whatever, <laughs> like yes. she completes the circuit to like save the it's to really, save everything. She's <laughs> yeah, like, "I, I got mean,
2: your back, sugar."
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll sugar. see. We'll see much more of that coming up. Bit it's it's really kind of funny, but it's. <laughs> It's well, unfortunate. Can,
3: can we um talk a little bit more about Storm and her nuclear oh, <laughs> event there? Mm-hmm. Um mm,
0: yeah. well, it was nuclear, mm-hmm. all right. Because she,
3: she fucked everybody up. She like mm-hmm. totally lost control of her powers and And
0: she did yeah. not regain control, like they had to mm-hmm. shut down yeah, and I yeah. don't I feel like
3: I'd never really seen that before out of her. She's so yeah. stoic, usually. Mm-hmm. She's so oh, measured yeah. and calm mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. the rational one. I can see why X wants her for the leader because she just embodies leadership. And then, mm-hmm. but she has this, whatever this is, you know, where she freaks out. Like, you know, she did that whole bomb thing the last time.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, she got rid of the nukes. Yeah. The by nukes.
1: I, I don't want to jump on. Um, I don't want to jump over Tim and talk about because I know he's going to bring up like what comic story art this is from or this is adapted from. But I will say that her claustrophobia is probably one of the best characteristics about her (laughs) is because it just it shows this near in, you know, invulnerable person who just has it's like her. It's like her Batman can't kill you know, or, um, Peter with great power comes great responsibility. It's like the one thing about her that is her Achilles tendon. And this is, mm-hmm. and that's what it is, you know, and it's, it's her claustrophobia. And I love that. Like, I love that. I loved that. Yeah, it's during, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Like for the most part, all of Marvel comics, every hero has something about them that's like messed up and that's what makes them so grounded in reality.
0: Yes. And, Something that this series hasn't gotten into, I think it will later no, on. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. Yeah. Is, is how um, Storm's powers are very much influenced by her emotional state. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's very important for her to be so measured and composed and, and sort of reserved in the way that she has been on this series, because if she loses it, um, yeah then her powers are going to just spin out of control, as we right. saw during this. Yeah. So it, it just goes to show how important it is that she kind of is on the side of the angels because she is far and away, like the character who could do the most damage. I feel like if, if she just decided to hell with all of this, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I, I'm in I know. it for me now. I, I mean, <laughs> controlling the weather, we're talking about a, a, a fundamental force, of mm-hmm. nature that mm-hmm. she just effortlessly can with the snap of a finger imagine having that kind of power it just
1: i know i bring it's... it up a lot um the comparison of of this storm to like angela bassett and just this mm. episode to me is do you guys remember the scene and what's love got to do with it when she goes from she's beat she's all beat up and she goes to the other mm-hmm. hotel
0: and she's mm-hmm. like, can you please that's just give exactly me that? the scene I was thinking of?
1: Yep. That's that's this scene. Like, that's exactly what it is. Oh, this man. is Angela Bassett leaving L- Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> that's exactly oh, what this God. episode is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's
0: so it's so good. It's so good. She's yeah.
1: I love Storm. I love Storm.
0: Oh, I love because you can tell she's a little bit like yeah, I mean, I it's one thing to say that yeah, she's shook by this experience. But she's also she also seems a little bit embarrassed that she lost control, right? right? That, yeah, and mm-hmm. then like immediately
3: father. was like, mm-hmm. I can't lead the X-Men and she anymore, Yeah, Charles. she like internalizes it. Yeah, I mean, and Charles, this is like she
0: takes away. it as a, a personal weakness when right. really it's like no, you, it's not something you chose. You can not mm-hmm. just got to work through it. So, mm-hmm. yep. yeah. Um. Wow that that was a. Comparison I did not see coming. Right. Um, but, uh, uh when I think of Storm as Angela Bassett, I always go back to uh Strange Days, where she plays um the bodyguard, um yeah. Mace to mm-hmm. to Ray Fine's great movie, underrated mm-hmm. movie. Um, all right. So our love triangle is officially on, you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh this, you know, and it's one of those things that the comics at this time, it really de-emphasized it and it sort of starts to ramp back up um, as a consequence. I feel like as an influence um, through this, this animated series and certainly from the movies, it kind of becomes a thing again in the comics mm-hmm. after being put to bed for a while. So um, pretty big deal there. So, uh, next we see out on the town Gene and Cyclops in their civilian attire. Um,
3: checking out Phantom of the Opera,
0: yeah, right. I guess they're having a night out Mm -hmm. on the opera at the opera. So, that's that's imagine Cyclops
3: um, at the opera.
0: I I feel like he'd be fine because he'd be so in his own head that probably so.
3: Yep. And he was. Really... That's what he says after it's the gonna game.
0: be it's
4: gonna be tough mm-hmm. seeing the play though, with him having to wear right. sunglasses and whatnot, <laughs> right. through the whole fucking yeah. thing.
3: Imagine mm-hmm. him holding up the bi- binoculars up to his yeah.
2: sunglasses. <laughs> the guy the guy in front of him is like,
1: Why does this dick hit? Why I never does this dick thought him? <laughs> The binoculars? Like, are they ruby? Uh, are they ruby quartz binoculars too? I, right.
4: I need that Photoshop like I need air in my
0: lungs. Yeah, or Does yeah. he? Does he bring his visor? Because I feel like he has like a, a binocular telescoping thing in his visor that he. Yeah. Can, that oh, maybe. maybe yeah.
1: Do you think he, he did the thing? Gears. Do you think he did the thing with Jean Grey like they did in Pretty Woman, where he goes to give her like jewelry and he, snaps, and right. she goes,
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Nice, god, I hope so. I so, so. (laughs) (laughs) um, all right, but talk about Storm being you know very reserved and and Mm. sullen and whatnot. I mean, Cyclops wrote the book on that, loosen Um, up, psych, yeah, that's (laughs) what Gene says, yep. But uh, he's basically just expressing his anxiety is about letting the X Men down, about how important it is, and how um, you know, the burden of leadership is already we've seen one. You know X-Man get killed under his watch. Um, and he's he's still feeling it, right? like that's not something he took lightly, even though I think we felt like he came back from that pretty strong. it's it's um, it's gonna continue to dog him throughout the remainder of this season.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So just as he begins to relax a little bit at Gene's reassurance, we see a, kind of a goofy scene. A young mutant uh, stealing fruit. Um, He's a little green dude being uh, chased by an angry mob. Mm -hmm. Um, So he catches uh, Scott and Jean's attention. This is, he's not named in this uh, scene, but his name is Leech and he is a little kid. Uh, So they spring into action. They follow the mob as they are chasing this small child who has stolen some fruit down into the subway tunnels and this kid leech is collected by several other mutants who then turn on the crowd and start attacking them so we get a little skirmish here with scott and gene trying to protect the humans uh from harm how the turn tables right Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. then an old woman appears on the scene and puts everyone to sleep with a hypnotic command we see a lot more of her throughout this episode as well. Uh, Scott and Jean are then carried away and we cut back to the mansion for a very iconic shot of a Wolverine lying in bed mm. caressing a photo of Jean.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Very so meaningful. wispy. <laughs> very wispy. Yeah. But he is not satisfied he's not satisfied with this photo because <laughs> he's arm in arm with Cyclops and he ain't having that. <laughs> mm-hmm. so Where did even get
3: that picture did he steal yeah. it off? Why
0: the would room? they give him this? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, it, it, here's
3: he a framed photograph. photo here's, here's, of us.
0: Here's a photo yeah. of us being happy. Look at it, you <laughs> cuck. Right. <laughs> Something you will never be. Yeah. Like
1: guys, guys, it was the Christmas card. Oh, from Gene oh, Gray and right. Scott
0: Summers the previous year. So everyone got that. <laughs> he this.
3: framed it and put oh, it right
0: in his room. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. He's a guy. He sure. pops a single claw, slices through the image. Oh, of that was awesome. Right? Yeah, that was really cool.
3: <laughs> he <laughs> had the emo jerk off after that. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Just I mean, furiously oh, masturbating just, in his bed. Again, the, the corniest episode of the show. This is just wild. He's looking at this. Photo of, of his unrequited love, his only lover. I could, could be him fantasizing about killing his romantic rival, basically. Sure. <laughs> um, all right, now back in the uh, <laughs> the tunnels here, uh, Cyclops wakes up minus his glasses and his powers. Uh, what? so this is what? an unusual sight. Uh, he's told now, this is a little bit confusing Uh, let me try Uh to get into this Mm -hmm. um he is told by uh the the young mutant leech um quote you help leech leech help you you see better now for a while so all right this implies to me that leech did something that he is responsible for uh scott's loss of power here Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that would actually be really consistent with Leech's mm-hmm. powers from the comics like this is what he does he cancels out um, mutant abilities when he's in proximity to other mutants mm-hmm. um
3: does that not include the morlocks though
0: well i i believe he has a degree of control over it oh, Yeah, just okay. say, does,
2: he, does he have the ability to kind of tell them? Like yeah, well, I thought and, that was it, a huge uh plot
3: miss here.
0: Yeah, in, yeah. I, I but think then it's they kind of the, muddy
3: the waters a little bit later they on. They
0: do about, muddy yeah. the waters a little bit because there's a line that's gonna come up later in the episode that implies he doesn't have his powers for a different reason. Right. Yes. Um so that's why I was confused on this point. I also just like you said, Jenny, I mean we don't see Leech use his powers or direct his powers on anyone else. So I'm like, it doesn't seem like he really has this ability, even mm-hmm. though it's suggested in this one scene that he does. Um, so, I don't know. It it looked like he had, when he stole the fruit, like he was using telekinesis or something. It just, mm-hmm. this was mm-hmm. just very unclear, but it's it's not that important at the end of the day. Um, But anyway, yeah, to your point, it will get muddled as I I had in my notes. <laughs> um, so Cyclops is then taken before a woman called Callisto.
1: She's mm. got like an
0: eye patch. She uh, She's a little bit rough around the edges. Looks like maybe a character out of Mad Max Fury Road or something. Uh,
4: um, I had her as Joan Jett.
0: Joan, okay, Joan, Joan Jet. <laughs> That's a Where's good actual know? comparison, Joan Jet. I like that. Although Joan Jet is yeah. far more
1: attractive than Callisto, but...
0: Um, so speaking of, uh, attractive mutants, uh, Callisto says that she is, uh, the leader of this tribe known as the Morlocks. Uh, she describes them as outcast mutants who are too deformed and unsightly to pass for human on the surface world. Mm. Boy. <laughs> um, so I thought this was really interesting because this kind of gets into some more, social dynamics of of what it is to be a mutant and and that mutant metaphor right where we talked about how um you you know the x-men are mutants who just want to peacefully integrate amongst humanity magneto of course a lot more militant um and here we see the the idea of like passing privilege being explored so it's it's using um this concept of mu- being a mutant uh, as a metaphor for race, really?
3: Yeah, because kind of. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, th- this idea that the X Men—they've, in a way, they've—they've all, they've all got it easy, right? They all mm-hmm. can pass essentially for for ordinary Normal. humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they—they they get to live in this mansion and hang out and have fun adventures and face no real consequences, whereas. If the Morlocks were among their membership, um, they might have a little bit of a rougher time uh, because they, they cannot easily hide their their mutations. These are folks with with a lot of um, very physical mutations and really the only X-Man that this would apply to is Beast, um, yeah. who is, you know, not really in the active cast anymore right now mm-hmm. in the series. So, interesting, uh, I don't know, I, I just thought that was, um, I mean, obviously that's that's what the, the concept deals with in the comics as well, but for it to make its way into this this animated children's series as well is uh, it's heavy subject matter. Uh, but I commend them for it, of course, as I do with everything, that mm-hmm. they, they really don't pull any punches.
3: I think it's odd to see Cyclops' eyes this episode Mm -hmm. i don't know Mm -hmm. that i've ever seen his eyes like Hmm. i don't
0: yeah that's it's it's rare right because he's always got a gigantic beam of energy um Mm -hmm. shooting out of them when they are open so um that is unusual to see him without without his visor without some kind of facial covering for Mm -hmm. as for as long as and honestly it it's it's ironic in a way right because when he is amongst the morlocks arguably he has a higher degree of passing privilege because he doesn't even have to wear this you know device to, to walk around out in public that doesn't totally give him away that he's a mutant but if you mm-hmm. saw this guy with these ruby uh sun glasses, like in the middle of the day he'd be like oh what's his deal you know <laughs> right um so he, I mean, is even more quote-unquote normal when he's without his powers amongst the Morlocks, which I don't know if that's deliberate or not, but you pointing it out, Jenny, made me think of that.
2: I think, the
0: uh, way the, uh, I, uh-huh.
2: just one quick point. I think the way the Morlocks feel is kind of justified by, you know, the previous episode, Beast uh, loses his... Uh, appeal here mm. or here as bail hearing so i mean yeah. the way that they feel uh you know like they're outcast and he seems to be you know the one x-men that's not really human he's a big you know blue uh giant beast so um you know had literal
0: I, I, produce thrown at him at his court yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true
2: um but yeah I, I think they're very justified you know they and some of them don't really look that strange but some of them obviously do um right. but you know i think they're definitely justified in the way that they feel about not wanting to be on the surface world.
1: If you Um, prick us, do we not bleed?
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I
0: have to say, yeah, no, that's, that's great to point out. And, and some of it, you, you get the, the sense that it's not entirely, um, um, oh, I, I couldn't possibly pass on the surface world. It's maybe they were, they were taken in by this group at, at such a young age that they've, they've never known any other life. Right. Right. There's Mm -hmm. probably some some classism baked into this as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and and we see, I mean, there are tons and tons and tons of like, there's a lot of unnamed characters who are Morlocks in this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, just, you you don't get a sense of how many, but I'm thinking like within the hundreds that have, uh, just taken up residence here in in the sewers beneath Mm -hmm. the city. But I have to say, um, Callisto seems to get a uh, pretty good reception all all this this way underground <laughs> because I tell you what she's she's got herself a, a Cyclops sizzler reel ready to go
3: I'm so our... happy you mentioned that because I said where did she get footage of the sentinels wow does
0: right? she know yeah. like tape traders or something what, what is happening on here cut,
4: cut, it off it off the... cut it off the dark web <laughs>
3: And then I was like, girl, but, uh, stop. This is a cartoon. Just fucking she, go with she, it.
1: She got it from Landy. Yeah. <laughs> Landy
3: yeah it, was
1: the, it was on the MCU uh, Landy Draft. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, Lord.
0: <laughs> and like I said, it, it's basically a Cyclops highlight reel from our uh, our first our first two episodes. This is maybe, honestly, the reason why I think maybe Cyclops was... Disproportionately, so much more awesome than everyone (laughs) in that that second episode, (laughs) so they can set it up for this. Because think about it; I mean, it's basically like a a clip reel, but you've only got but so many episodes to pull from. So it's like, I don't know, just have him four hundred sentinels, so we can use that. Just have him
4: blow the fuck up out of everybody. We need it for a future episode. If
2: it had had been Wolverine, he would have killed more than the one that he actually
1: did. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly oh oh, that is kind of funny
0: mm-hmm. sizzle I, kind of reel
3: wondering. fucking kills
0: me right. <laughs> real here oh she edited it my... up here in a minute so <laughs> she
3: yeah. sizzles all right i wonder
0: if she edited it
2: herself
3: she been
0: masturbating well, yeah seeing this well, got her was... going because callisto decided that um she needed a a um, strong co-leader to, to help her here with the, the Morlocks, so she used Leech to lure Cyclops into the Morlocks' clutches. Um, he needs a piece now, of that ass. Cyclops is, is less than impressed with all of this, which
3: he, he <laughs> his response has <fucking> killed me.
0: <laughs> yeah, so deadpan. <laughs> I'm <laughs> good. Like, Sorry, uh, not interested. Not thanks, interested. thanks, but no thanks. thanks. Yeah, I'm
3: good.
0: <laughs> um and this is also where okay so he tells her in the process of uh telling her to go screw says that um <laughs> sunlight fuels his power so he's not going to be the good to her underground um i was like which, did he steal all right.
3: that from superman
0: that it it is true that that sunlight fuels his power. But I have, yeah, I have never, never
3: I've never, yeah, I've never, never heard, heard that
0: before. <laughs> no. That's that's true. You guys aren't aren't good X Men fans. Um, maybe maybe his his
4: name is actually Sunclops, I think. <laughs> oh,
0: how about that?
3: No, seriously. I, more more I fitting since that... he
1: doesn't just have one. Wait. It's never come up in anything else. Ever. Yeah, I've not. I, where when has it ever come up
0: before? I'm. Have you ever heard, have heard, heard of the comics? Um, because oh, that, that's kind it. of a <laughs>
1: How dare you? Have you ever heard of the Hundred of Books? Yeah, wow. Ever read a, a comic?
0: Um, about- um, oh, wow. Here we
1: go. Hold on, Tim's SD. about to go into
0: his fucking basement. No, I, I'm. I'm remember it, remember it. an episode? It, it honestly doesn't make News its way 25. into. It honestly doesn't make its way into other media that much. So I was, I was kind of impressed that they even brought it up at all here. X-Men, but my understanding is, 22. my that's, understanding is it's always been more of like a. A battery, so it's not like as soon as the sun goes down, he's like done, right? We've seen him use his power at night, um, again in that sizzle reel. It was it was a whole lot of yeah, a whole lot of wiping out. This whole episode that night. So it's not like he he should immediately lose his power just because he's underground. It's just I don't know. Maybe whatever Leech did to turn his power off, now he's kind of stuck since he. Doesn't have a fuel source. I Whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm done mm-hmm. trying to. Maybe he expedited the process. Right. Maybe he didn't yeah.
2: like fully take it away because he's a kid, but he can like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Something like yeah, that. Between so. the two, he's he's sort of stuck without powers. Okay. Um, but like I said, I'm kind of done trying to explain this because it it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Because we're dumb fucks? Oh, I was we're all arguing dumb arguing with you. Well, no, it's yeah. just, it's inconsistent. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it is it is. sort of conflicting. Just say we're stupid, ocean. Tim. It's fine. <laughs> no, no you're dumb stupid. Dumb. For, you're stupid for not knowing that his, his powers <laughs> are fueled by sunlight. Uh, you're I not You're not buy that.
2: That. that. I am not stupid. For so, somehow I know. feel like I knew that. I'm and messing. I haven't
1: read any comics, so I don't know. At least we're stupid.
4: At least we're stupid
0: for some reason. <laughs> you got to be stupid for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You
1: didn't goddamn know that that was the case, Logan. I did. I, I, I felt <laughs>
0: like that was something <laughs> I've, I've read somewhere.
1: If there's one thing I know, it's that maybe. Cyclops is sun-related.
0: Did you oh. Did you read the uh, the official handbook of the Marvel Universe, Logan? Mm-hmm. I'll
1: give you a handbook. I, I, maybe yes. yes. Hey, no
3: hand. What now? Wow. Huh? What?
4: My goodness. Hand? Handbook. 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 It's, Not it's the like... oh book. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: gotcha. And, oh my god. Um, but no it, it's
0: definitely one of those uh more obscure uh pieces of, of knowledge that but it's yeah cyclops and his brother havoc are powered by the sun
3: what? So, his what yep.
0: his brother oh god he's got a he's brother. In a
3: comic book too
0: he actually has two brothers mm. uh yeah
1: we won't yeah. talk about the third one though because no one cares about the third
0: one. that's a that's and a he whole has three brother's yeah, arguably four, possibly, but anyway,
4: how many mm. brothers does this guy have? God
0: well, damn.
1: y'all just making up shit.
4: He's actually Ten got brothers. eight brothers, as it turns out.
1: Seventy-five brothers.
0: <laughs> it it depends on who's writing it and and what day. You know, yeah, you ask Chris Claremont. One bad. brother. Sometimes <laughs> it's two brothers. It might be three. Um, I think I said four. We can stop short of that. Mm. Uh, all right. So now, uh again cyclops is saying um you know he's not going to be any good to callisto down here but here's where callisto pushes back a little bit she she says she needs a companion Mm. not a protector Mm. she Mm. she wants someone to provide her with an air which ooh, this got a little (laughs) she needs a (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's all she's...
2: And and Cyclops comes back with, Ma'am, I have a girlfriend.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Holy mackerel.
4: Wow. That was was uncalled for, but very funny. That was the greatest
1: thing. Logan, you are forever oh, in my life. <laughs> oh, I love oh, it. Wow. so good. <laughs> Man, I have a girlfriend.
3: <laughs> that's basically what he says. <laughs> really, it
1: is. Well,
2: this yeah.
0: Yep. <laughs> Not wrong. Oh my
3: god, that fucking killed I'm, so, I'm
0: so sorry, good. Tim. <laughs> no. So I'm good. so good.
3: Oh
4: god.
0: Well, believe it or not, uh, Cyclops does have somewhat better social graces than you know, <laughs> our, our friend, our dear friend, James, in this scenario. He uh, demands to see Jean. Now, Jean is uh, strung up. She's all tied up, and uh, she's being lowered um, from the ceiling uh, from a chain, and Callisto... orders the morlocks to destroy her not what cyclops had in (laughs) mind but um you know gene pretty easily frees herself look she's she she's next to useless throughout much of this series but she is capable enough to um untie herself with her telekinesis here Mm -hmm. and uh, actually makes a pretty good showing for a second here she uh kind of mops the floor with about a dozen Morlocks and manages to telepathically contact Professor X to let him know that they have been captured before the Morlocks get the drop on her. So she does go down, but at least puts up a fight. Um, This is honestly one of the rare scenes of Jean looking pretty impressive in a combat situation without <laughs> her <laughs> abilities in this show. Uh, this dumb bitch you guys don't sound very then, impressive. But mm-hmm. Look, I mean, she she got to use her, her telekinesis and um, You Cindy, said rare. That's what popped me. But she said is, Scott's I mean, I, my
3: date. And went she off. does.
0: She declares Scott is my date, which I appreciated because they've been, she's been calling him Cyclops throughout oh. this episode. Even during their date, which is always weird when they use their code names outside of like a actual mm. mission, mm. I get why it's done. This is still a kids show, but mm. we're, we're moving away from that a little bit here, right? We're acknowledging that these people do have actual names, so that's good. Uh, but Professor X now sends Wolverine, Storm, Gambit, and Rogue into the Morlock tunnels to rescue Scott and Jean. Absent is Jubilee. Uh, once again, As she is a child. Usual. Good. <laughs> she has a child. We're not gonna um, leave her the fuck home. People see endanger her. Right. <laughs> Gambit, um stating the obvious here, points out that the tunnels are about the worst possible environment for Storm, uh, given her recent traumas. Uh but Wolverine is, is kind of backing Storm up in his own way, telling his teammates that it's her call so storm is struggling but she's pushing through uh the group is then ambushed by some warlocks these are sunder who's a big bald um super strong guy and the other one is called tar baby i don't think he's named in this episode tar baby Tar Baby. 20. that on television yeah he throws cement dirty. like some kind of cement like substance or tar like substance, I guess. Can I
3: ask who the mutant was that looked like a flat rainbow um
0: oh the the Morlock? Um yeah. who could, like flatten her body. Yeah. Yeah she she doesn't get named in this episode. Her name um from the comics, she's just called Tommy. I don't know okay. if that's a reference well, I was to... not expecting that at all. Yeah. She <laughs> doesn't have anything she's not like a major character or anything. She um She's honestly most notable, if I recall correctly, for being the Morlock, who is um, basically followed uh, by the Marauders back to the tunnels when they um, kill basically all of them during the the start of the Morlock, the Mutant Massacre, which was Marvel's first ever big um, company crossover. Oh, okay. And, mutant yeah, massacre can, is a
3: great name mm-hmm.
0: it's called the mutant massacre and all these mm-hmm. guys get fucking slaughtered nice <laughs> it's, it's really delete, really dark um <laughs> super depressing as most x-men big events are um but it's a pretty good one i have to say so yeah she um she gets wiped out she's like one of the first to to die in that So, um, yeah, that's Tommy for Mm you. Storm is continuing to struggle here as the X-Men make short work of Sunder and Tar Baby. Uh, But Wolverine is encouraging her to to keep going. Um, So she's hanging in there. The X-Men then managed to find Jean alongside the old woman that we saw from earlier. Uh, Her name is Anna Anna Lee.
3: I called her Granny Sleepy. Uh, Granny
0: Sleepy or Granny yeah. Smith. You know, she's uh, More
4: like Granny Creepy.
3: Mm, that <laughs> she, works She is problem.
0: quite creepy. And God she's, damn. She's got Jean in a hypnotic trance. Uh, got Jean thinking that this, this old woman is her mother. Um, Annalee then turns her power on Wolverine in a kind of goofy scene. Making you believe that he's covered in scorpions. <laughs> so... <laughs> that gives wolverine quite the fright but he um powers through that and he breaks Annalise's hold over himself as well as gene uh callisto then makes her presence known and she declares that cyclops is dead presents a body as proof of that uh gene is now breaking down heartbroken rushes to the apparently deceased cyclops side uh, Callisto tells the X-Men that she will allow them safe passage back to the surface but says basically get the hell out of here now Wolverine sees through all this bullshit because he's got enhanced senses and that forces this supposed Cyclops to reveal himself as a Morlock shapeshifter this guy's name is Ape and uh, mm, Wolverine that's runs him right. off <laughs> <laughs> Wolverine runs him off and he uh he makes some very comical um uh, noises as he flees from <laughs> Wolverine. Uh all right, Wolverine gets a fun line here. Psych has his problems, but he don't smell like a Morlock.
3: <laughs> I love when he calls him Psych.
0: Yeah. Um, a skirmish breaks out as as you would expect in this, uh, this episode with rival factions of mutants here, uh, going at it, the X-Men gain the upper hand with, uh, Gambit ultimately getting stricken with a sickness at the hands of, uh, a Morlock known as Plague, kind of this, this older woman who, uh, Storm tells Rogue, gets her off of him rogue flies into battle (laughs) punches this old woman and sends her flying there's no way there's no way this morlock is not dead or (laughs) afflicted with severe cte i mean it was great rogue recall rogue hip-tossed a sentinel a few episodes ago (laughs) she just punches this old lady yep flying at a high velocity. I just wanted to point that out because it was the funniest thing um, I've yes. seen maybe ever. Uh, and the, the sound effect of the punch yes. was like, <laughs> she didn't just lightly tap her. I mean, no. she knocked the shit out of this this lady. <sighs> it was <laughs> it was a
4: nice it had a nice thud to
0: it it had a uh, nice wow
3: yeah. oh that was that bitch's head came in
0: oh yeah god yeah, yeah i that mean was skull, heard cracking, heard her skull, her skull cracking yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this show i'm telling you just holds nothing back so um this kind of turns the tide a little bit gambit is now sick he needs immediate medical attention uh, a rogue gets him out of there takes him back to the mansion but uh, Wolverine is in hot pursuit of Callisto, uh, driving further into the tunnels. Uh, Wolverine now happens upon the unconscious, not dead Cyclops, briefly contemplates making that condition permanent, though. So <laughs> here we go. Again, this guy fantasizing about killing his romantic rival. <laughs> the, the leader of the X-Men, Wolverine's like... Mm, we I, I could just... You know, okay, around
3: here. right now. Just, who would
0: know? Who would know? I mean, that's kind of crazy, right? I mean, this is supposed to be a superhero, <laughs> just kind of openly thinking about maybe, it's, maybe let's kill my team. Mm, that's maybe. a that's yeah, superhero. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I to, that's in a, comparison, but think of this show again in comparison to other. This ain't the fucking super friends, right? Like No.
3: I mean, it just shows how
1: he's always been an anti-hero.
3: Anti,
0: yes. Mm -hmm. But I'm just I guess I'm just surprised that the show is allowed to go there. Mm. I mean But he
3: says it like in a way that is Kind of like a
0: throwaway line, like mm. like he's not yeah.
3: really considering it. He's not, he's
0: not gonna like, do it, but he's not just gonna do it. He's about it,
4: but he's gonna think
3: about yeah. it an awful lot. He's, he's, he's gonna, gonna probably gonna think, think about,
0: about, about it. it, yeah. Uh, ultimately, yeah. you know, he doesn't do anything. He just he yeah. grabs, yeah, grabs Cyclops, takes off. Uh, Callisto and Annalee are now realizing Wolverine's got a little bit of a thing for Jean Grey. And they decide to exploit that as uh, Wolverine rendezvous with his teammates. Um, Annalie then amplifies Storm's claustrophobia, takes her out of the fight that then whips Wolverine into a jealous rage. Again, his emotions being amplified by Annalie's powers. Jean then is forced to turn her own powers on Wolverine to protect herself and Scott. And Wolverine is fighting through the hypnotic suggestion. He then lets out a roar and passes out. So now Wolverine is out of the fight. Uh, Callisto orders her Morlocks to start taking out X-Men one by one until Cyclops finally agrees to her terms. Man, she's just not letting Mm. this go. Mm
3: See, it's horny for Cyclops.
0: But uh, Storm managed to uh, gather herself She puts a halt to all this by challenging Callisto's leadership. And so basically for leadership of the Morlocks versus Scott's life uh, in a honor-bound duel between the two of them. Storm taking on Callisto. No powers. That's an important condition here. Uh, Callisto lets Storm know if she feels the slightest gust of wind, it's over. So what they're gonna do is um, fight with these sort of lightsaber staff mm-hmm. things instead. Mm-hmm. I, yes, what means, are
3: those?
0: Uh, Darth, I,
4: Darth Maul mm-hmm.
0: lightsabers? <laughs> yeah, it's weird because it seems like they um, they're touching the lightsaber
4: mm-hmm.
0: portion of it so it doesn't seem like it's anything all that harmful but basically they're using these like long glow sticks to fight right. um it's the plastic it's,
4: it's the plastic lightsabers you get it at a carnival yeah glow
0: i guess sticks. it looks cinematic question mark it's good uh... in anyway uh i mean it looks like callisto has this thing one handily she is the much more accomplished hand-to-hand combatant but uh storm manages to rally and defeat callisto here on her own turf uh declares that Callisto has lost, but Storm will spare her life because killing is not the X-Men's way. Mm. So just like that, you guys, Storm is now the new leader of the Morlocks. And she does actually offer them safe haven with the X-Men at the mansion, says you can come back with us, but Morlocks just cannot see a way of, of living amongst humanity until, uh, a greater degree of acceptance is achieved for mutants as a whole. Again, going back to their their grievances of, of not being able to pass, you know, on the surface world. I mean, if the likes of Storm and and Rogue and Gambit are are not being accepted by the public, then what's that to say of the likes of Tar Baby and Leech right. and you know, Sunder?
3: But- doesn't look weird like i was like look she has an eye patch and a scar like
0: right yeah i mean i don't
3: really get like how she's the leader of these people who look weird when she doesn't look
0: weird beauty is in the eye of the beholder right this this may be a i don't know (laughs) there's also maybe a a degree of uh, like body dysmorphia going on here too where because these people have been told all their lives that they're hideous and deformed and
3: Okay, amongst, I got you. they've We're maybe the internalized in the, a lot
0: of this stuff. The eye patch.
3: I mean I don't think an eye patch is that
0: I mean I don't either it's but to her maybe it's a big yeah, deal maybe and maybe within this within this hey, community maybe there's degrees of not not, you know, not
1: to not to bring up something like but as a example here but I mean Lord Voldemort was the leader of a group of purebloods even though he was a half blood. Yeah, so, but
3: nobody knew that shit. I don't
0: sure. think I read those X Men comics.
3: Also, I thought that this, the fight between Storm and Kalisto was not very um, good. Good? No, yeah. It was, be, yeah. It, it was maybe eight seconds long. And then, like, yeah. uh,
4: and given, uh, given the other stuff we had seen in this episode, too,
0: it was kind of like ended on yeah. a downer. It felt like a little bit of an afterthought. Is like,
4: yeah.
0: we we're running out of time here. We got to wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Um, and and again, it's maybe unconvincing that Storm just Quite. won in the way that she did. Right, I like, right. know
3: she's like extremely powerful, but it's just like, I don't yeah. know, It just seemed like not proportional. It was like a like a squash match, like <laughs> the end. Of <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I didn't think there was much to this sadly. Mm. Um So, anyway, uh what we're going to do here since the Morlocks are not going to return to the surface with the X-Men. Um Storm says, "All right, well, if if that's the deal then I'll come back to you once that day is achieved when all mutants are accepted around the world." But until then, Callisto will just keep um, leadership here in in my place. Which, I don't know, feels like kind of a cop-out, right? Yeah. She's like, all right, well, I'm your leader now. Mm, peace out. Yeah, <laughs> Nothing really changes. And this is also kind of something that happened in the comics. And arguably the reason the mutant massacre happened is because of storm's negligence um Mm. and the way that she sort of shirked her responsibilities here Mm. but that's a whole different discussion okay uh it's just kind of funny how the same thing happens here uh spoiler these morlocks in this series are not going to be brutally massacred um (laughs) we may have to wait until x-men 97 for that
3: okay cool Um,
0: I have no idea if that's in the cards or not, but these Morlocks will fare a little bit better than those in the comics. Um, I'll Just put that out there now. So um, Cyclops and Jean embrace as Wolverine just looks on resentfully. It's Mm -hmm. like he, he did his job, but you know, this is, this is what he, everybody. Yeah. So some way to say thanks, I guess. Um, the X Men then return home. We are reassured that Gambit is on the mend, so we don't leave that hanging. Uh, prof- again, we you know how Jenny, we talked about Storm just have, having a way with words. Yes, where, uh, yes, we all failed, Professor. We all failed,
3: <laughs> not just you, it was all of us. We
0: get another <laughs> real zinger, yeah, real zinger that. Here at the end of this because Professor X now. Commends Storm for her her courage under fire, her effective leadership um, while she was under extreme duress, you know, fighting through her claustrophobia. And he, he says, you know, Gene tells me you acquitted yourself quite well as field commander. Storm just fires back with the entire team nearly perished. <laughs> Doesn't seem to share
4: <laughs>
0: Charles's confidence in her abilities. <laughs> but, um, not the best. I don't it's like I, I wanted her to, gonna, like,
3: backhand him or something. <laughs> I don't know.
0: The entire team nearly perished. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you, man? And he's like, What? So be it. I mean, were you not paying attention? Um,. <laughs> uh, look she did as well as she could have she did her best <laughs> you, you um, did great kid
2: <laughs> no, did great. I didn't she honestly it. i mean
3: He's ruler of the morlocks so, she did beat know, this
0: totally woman's high. ass he right. yeah, should have had her number yeah. in every way so yeah. she ought to give herself that, a little more credit
1: yeah, sounds that, to me like she just refuses to take a compliment yeah mm. a little bit of that. You, you
3: a little bit a little bit of mm. that
1: <laughs> um Scott take the damn compliment, Storm. Just right? take it.
2: Damn it, Storm. Damn it, Storm. Damn it, Storm. Storm.
1: Take the compliment. Or else I'll get Riker <laughs> to tell it to get on your ass. Oh wait, that's the wrong show.
0: Um Scott and Gene are then checking in on Wolverine to thank him, which okay. Uh, only to discover, are they going to give him a new uh, photo while they're at it? Uh,
1: <laughs> this is us in front someone... of the, this is us in front of the poster for. Uh, fans. for we day. noticed
0: you de- right. defaced your uh, your uh, couple's yeah. photo that we gave you. Yeah. Would you like? Anything? We want a new one. Uh, you
4: ripped up the old one. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I noticed you clawed out. You clawed out uh, Scott's eyes in this picture. Yeah. Awkward. Um... <laughs>
3: But Wolby ran away, didn't he? As he is
0: wont to do. He's he's run away. Yep. Drama Rama here. So he's gone.
3: I don't have to stay here. How about it (laughs) all?
0: Maybe, maybe not our our most gripping cliffhanger as as these things Mm -hmm. go for this this series. But look, this it's very fitting with what the episode was, which was a lot of soap opera. Mm -hmm. Um I think this was our most heavy character oriented episode to date just because like everybody had their own struggle going on Mm -hmm. and the morlock Mm -hmm. stuff was kind of secondary to that it's the Uh, X
1: days of our lives
0: yeah i mean you've got the romance between scott and gene you've got the the love triangle firing up now with with wolverine storm of course doubting herself um and overcoming the odds at the end of the day just really solid uh mini character arcs for for some heavy hitters here and it's just a great example of those interpersonal dynamics that fueled so much of the x-men's popularity throughout the 80s and going into the 90s just the love triangle itself is huge of course um i talked about how it was less emphasized in the comics at this time, but it's really going to come roaring back. Um, and I do like the shine that, that Storm gets. I mean, we've been mm-hmm. a little bit facetious <laughs> in talking about us. Um, no. yeah, not us. <laughs> but um, it, it basically is putting her on equal footing as to Cyclops as a co-leader, right, of this team. It's not saying, oh, she's she's second to Cyclops. They truly are co-leaders of the mm-hmm. X-Men in, in this series. Because unlike the comics at the time, the X-Men are not split into two separate teams for each of them to lead. It's just one big group. Mm-hmm. So how do you balance that? Well, y- you make them, again, just co-leaders. Um, and she has to battle through this personal adversity. So, um, yeah, kind of a good low key storm episode, I, I think thought. so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really, uh, a yeah, I mean, Gambit and Rogue don't have a lot to do in this one, but it's just nice to see the whole team back in action again. Uh, they were at least Gambit had been absent our, our past couple of episodes
3: mm-hmm.
0: with uh, uh also, did not get to face Magneto. So
3: it looked yeah. like, um, Rogan Gambit was having a pool day and one of these scenes that we kind of glossed over where mm. uh Wolverine was, you know, emo jerking it and uh they were walking down the hall.
0: That's <laughs> right. They were hanging out. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah.
3: So another little glimpse of, you know, a little bit of relationship drama.
0: Hopefully. Right. Yeah, and it's like it's not talked about at all. Um Mm-mm. they've been a little bit flirtatious i'd say up to this point but they kind of flirt with everybody right Right. so it it doesn't necessarily stand out but here we see them kind of hanging out and also rogue is the one to save gambit's life at the end um perhaps that was the reason she took some liberties with
3: Mm -hmm. the
0: old woman who (laughs) nearly killed him yes Um, she
3: punched the fuck out of her
0: just again Best best scene of the episode. Um, So I, you know, I say they don't contribute a lot here, but it it's the scene I've I've rewatched more than any I think to date of this series was. Rogue sending that that old lady flying across the screen. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I, you know, as far as like my gripes with this one, I've I've talked about just Jean going down way too easily. Uh, She. Mm She should be much more of a badass in this series, but she's in a lot of ways just sort of out-badassed by the other characters. So maybe that's a deliberate choice. Can't make her too over, overly powerful here. Um, and then just the stuff with, you know, Scott's powers not really working, not making a lot of sense. mm mm-hmm. um, The cyclops the dead cyclops fake out thing is sort of dumb as well that's something gene should have detected right away that number one this is not cyclops number two it's not even a dead body it's just a (laughs) (laughs) shape-shifter so i mean was he like not breathing either why was anyone fooled by this but anyway
3: yeah gene does kind of come across as a bit dumb
0: sometimes yeah she's like hot and cold in this episode a little bit yeah i I feel like her moments but it's Mm -hmm. not enough in some ways
2: yeah i I feel like she's one of those that she's like almost like her powers are like almost too like unstoppable that you kind of write yourself into a corner you either have to make her be like the most badass and most unstoppable force that you can like ever deal with or you kind of have to like mute her a little we bit me, now. You, know, you, you know kind of dumb it down or kind of you know just it it seems it seems like you either have to go one way or kind of the opposite and i think that seems to be what they did in this one is they went the opposite direction so
3: mm-hmm. I, I
2: don't really know i think they i think in the creation of her i think they kind of wrote themselves <laughs> into a corner because you know uh in my limited knowledge i feel like she's like the most powerful one of them and you know you, you can only do so much with that i feel
0: like
3: But I don't even think she knows yet that she's powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Maybe I'm wrong about that. Yeah.
0: We don't know a whole lot. That's true. We don't know a whole lot about her background. Very vague
3: about her. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of room for growth in that character, which obviously we'll get to with Phoenix and all that stuff.
2: Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Well, that pretty much does it for this episode. Did you guys have any other takeaways or, or observations on? This one before I get into it, uh, just a, uh...
4: a couple of quick things I noticed uh, at the very beginning of the episode. Uh, Professor X brought up a morph while they were doing yeah. the training, and everybody's yeah. just like, Who <laughs> <What the fuck laughs> is this? <laughs> I don't Sorry, remember this. Like I'm just gonna keep doing my business. Who the fuck is Yeah, the guy that died. That's right. (laughs) Right. Oh yeah, the guy that was ripped apart by a fucking sentinel. Oh yeah, I guess I guess we remember him, but that's not gonna stop us from doing what we're doing. That was like
3: two weeks ago. Oh my god.
4: (laughs) Right.
0: I don't remember that. And
4: also, uh, what was uh, the doesn't uh, even go here? What was his name? Uh, uh, Tar Man or whatever. Tar Tar Baby. Uh, Tar Baby. baby, Excuse me. Uh, he sounded like my James Mitchell impression.
2: We are the Morlocks.
3: <laughs> Pay the price for attacking. <laughs>
0: uh thank you for that. Abyss, you'd fit right in. <laughs> yeah, Abyss, you look, you look, look like a Morlock. a Morlock. Abyss would be a Morlock. Look, I will say that um there there are many people in real life who um I would like to see driven <laughs> underground and um, excommunicated from society, but not on the basis of how they look necessarily. Right. So uh, you know, it's there is some value to this whole retreat underground and never show your face and in public ever again. I wish yeah. I could um,
4: retreat underground and never show my face. It sounds great. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It would be great. All right.
0: So <laughs> our feature characters in this episode were. Professor X, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Wolverine, Storm, Rogue, Gambit and Jubilee. So we are missing beast uh absent from the main cast now. But um don't worry, we'll we'll see him again one day. Our villains, I mean such as they are are going to be the Morlocks and mm-hmm. the characters we see whether they are named or not in this uh this episode are Callisto, Leech, Sunder, Tar Baby, Anna Lee, uh, Erg. He's the guy with an eye patch who kind of seems like he has Cyclops powers. Um, mm-hmm. 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 There's a character called Glowworm, the aforementioned Tommy, Mole, Scaleface. She's the one who turns into a dragon at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Storm takes out. Ape the shapeshifter and Plague is the old woman who infected Gambit mm. with whatever, and then um, got brutalized by Rogue.
3: <laughs> she said we... that old gal got you good.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and by the way, we're going to see her again outside of the context of the Morlocks later in this series, but I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil that for okay. you. Okay. All right. So she uh, she did survive this encounter. Um, she has
4: unspeakable brain trauma, but she survived.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it might fuel the one of the decisions she makes later on. Oh. Um, oh. Wow. wow. We don't really have anything in the way of supporting characters, and I got nothing for cameos or, or Easter eggs here. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. in terms of the comics, uh. Basically, this is this is taken from Uncanny X-Men issues 169 through 170. That was the Morlock's first appearance, and that depicted Storm's duel with Callisto. Uh, now, it was a little bit more cutthroat in, in the comics of that time. They were not fighting with lightsabers. This was, in fact, a knife fight. And uh, hmm. Storm stabbed Callisto right in the fucking heart.
3: Nice. Now um, that's what yeah. she should have fucking done.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Callisto only survived through the intervention of a, a Morlock who had um, healing abilities, who he was able to, mm. to heal her before she died. But no, it, it was like a duel to the death, take no prisoners, and yeah, Storm straight up murdered her. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not, though. Cyclops, who Callisto had her eye on in the comics. It was Angel, who was not himself uh an X-Man at the time. He was, I think, the beti- team between teams. This was, was not on the X-Men, but not yet on the defenders, but still around. And Callisto, yeah, wanted him uh in the way that she wanted Cyclops here. So interesting substitution there, but it, I think it works. So, check those out if you are so inclined. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's going to about do it for my purposes, you guys, in terms of the behind the scenes.
3: Mm. All right. Any other final thoughts on this episode?
2: I think we pretty much uh, got it all out. So, Uh, Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it. A lot of Mm -hmm. cool fight scenes. So, um, and a lot of establishing of how the team's going to be going to be led and kind of how they're going to do do going forward with the uh, the love triangle. Also, you know, Wolverine kind of disappears at the end. So we'll see mm-hmm. how that goes.
3: And that cliffhanger will have to wait because we still got to get through the first movie. So um. <laughs> this
0: is true. Now, what rating are we going to give this one? You guys,
3: Um, wow. how mm. many X's do we like?
0: Yeah,
3: I'm going to Tri- do triple
4: X. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
3: Uh, um. Are
4: half x's allowed? <laughs> sure,
0: <laughs> why not?
2: <laughs> I'd probably go like four. Uh, I'd probably give it five if that uh, last fight had a little bit a little bit better, but um, okay, I, I, go, I go four x's out of five.
3: My I think I'm with you. Was four yeah. too. yeah, but that feels a little high. But yeah, I don't know.
4: I was thinking uh, since haps are allowed, I was thinking three and a
0: half.
3: Three and a half, mm. half sounds right.
0: I um, oh. I'm per sorry. I- I'm personally not going to do half. stars. Half. Yeah, I yeah, I know. This. Yeah, I know. Um,
2: it's dumb baby shit right there. Oh, well, I'm just going to fuck myself.
4: <laughs> well, <then.
0: laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has to go fuck anybody. It's fine. All right. <laughs> I mean, you can if you want. I think going into this, I was, I was expecting more of like a three, like in my Mm -hmm. head, I was like, I don't think this is the strongest and it, it kind of over-delivered on rewatch and that's why Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm at a four. I like all the soap opera stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Everything just kind of hit and, and there was not a lot of slack here. I thought it was pretty much all killer. Yeah, it was. It, you know, some good action as well. I got no issues giving it a four. Um, what about you, Keithy? I think I stepped on your toe.
1: No, no. I was gonna say. I mean, there's. I I I go with three. I think uh, one of the things that I did enjoy is it's so funny. Like I forgot how fast they start. They really do bring stuff. I mean, this is the fourth episode in, and we already had you know the introduction of the Morlocks. We had the uh, the the whole um, love triangle. We have uh, storms you know st- storms um uh, uh, claustrophobia like, it was just i forgot how fast they brought stuff in you know yeah um so yeah. i'm i'm just i i seeing it again i'm like oh nice that's good you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah i stick with triple x you know all right yeah. <laughs> for the for the love making <laughs> or the 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 wanton love making
0: mm-hmm.
3: Jerking, you mean mm-hmm. the
0: unrequited mm-hmm. thing. Mm -hmm.
3: Uh, Tim, what do you got to um, promote for a podcast these days? Uh,
0: Well, uh, (laughs) I have as a spinoff from the North-South Connection uh, do a show with JT Rosero called 9021 No-So. So So just search 9021 No-So in your preferred podcatcher app. It's a Beverly Hills 90210 retrospective. We just go episode by episode. I have recently, as of the time of this recording, wrapped up our second uh, season of the show. Uh, That will not actually be airing for a little bit uh, because episodes drop about every three weeks on Fridays. But uh, we are nothing if not consistent on 90210. So if you're a Beverly Hills 90210 fan looking for a podcast, do check that out you can also find me on twitter i am or x whatever god i hate saying (laughs) that uh i am at (laughs) cyke68 on x twitter
3: what about you remy ladouche
0: um, well, you can
1: always hear me every week um, on a separate podcast on the Podcapper, podcatcher app uh, for GFA Live. That would be Greetings from Allentown Live with my BFF and the whole wide world, Petey <laughs> Um, So you can always hear that every week. And then you can also catch on the North-South Connection Podcast Network, uh, a la carte with Keithy. Uh, the most recent episode probably would have been our New Year's episode which featured the incomparable Tim Capel as well, was my uh, guest host. And uh, that was, uh, we brought in the new year where we talked everything 2023. And uh, one of the things that I think I laughed at on listening back to it was when we were talking about years that we enjoyed, and then I made a comment about the 11 years I'm not going to talk about because it was (laughs) about my ex-wife. So, uh, and then... uh, Coming up on a future episode, I believe I'm going to have the return of another previous guest host. So uh, check those out on the North-South Connection Podcast Network.
3: What about you, Matlock?
4: Oh, that's me. Uh We got the extreme three-way dance right here on the North-South Connection where we go through the World VCW. Check that out. We have GC Dub also on the North-South Connection. That's myself and Jenny where we go through Game Changer Wrestling. Uh We got Highway to the Impact Zone, which Logan is, of course, a part of. And we got YouTube Roulette, which can both be found on the Place to Be Nation wrestling feed, and you can find me on Twitter, X, whatever it's going to be called by the time this drops at uh, Adam Susan 1991
3: And you, Logan?
2: <laughs> um, like Matt said, how we did the Impact Zone, we're about to do Bound for Glory 2006, which is a real uh, touchstone uh, pay-per-view for them. So um, we recently got Kurt Angle coming in and debuting. So uh, big times happening there uh, in the Impact Zone. So... Um, definitely check that out Um, here on the North-South Connection we also do uh, Linking Up Luchas uh, going through Lucha Underground we're kind of getting towards the latter stages of the season so uh, looking forward to seeing where those things kind of wrap up as we get further down Um, and then uh, Jenny I do Talking Docs with you Um, we talk about documentaries Uh, we're in kind of animal nature season right now Um, we just recently recorded one so looking forward to that one coming out and everybody checking it out
3: very well done. I like having my co-hosts on my other shows. Mm-hmm. I like talk about <laughs> yeah. everything. Yeah. And I don't have to do shit. Right. So, <laughs> there you go. Uh, anything I, I do do is linked on the socials. And that's at Jenny position on all of them. So find me on there. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time.